0: Welcome back to another episode of the Trauma to Triumph podcast. I'm Annabelle Ingleton, I'm your host. I'm a trauma-informed coach. I help people heal their brain and body from the effects of trauma. And this week I released another podcast show. <laughs> it's called the Trauma-Informed Coach podcast. It actually debuted today. September 23rd, and I'm really excited about it. So, if you are someone who listens to this show and has been inspired to become a coach, or you already are a coach and you're looking to learn some of the insights about trauma, how coaching, how your coaching business can be positively impacted by learning trauma informed approaches to your business. And also um, how to be a better coach by learning all the trauma-informed approaches to yourself and how you're approaching your business and how you can be a better coach, a six-figure earner, um, and just learn more about yourself and how business can be improved by learning about all your past traumas, healing them, and really taking... um, a trauma-informed approach to your own coaching business and how it can help you earn maximum, maximum potential in terms of money financially and also how you can better help your clients. This is the podcast for you. I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes so you can take a listen. There's already three brand new episodes. It's it's a really um, fun, not fun, but like a passion project of mine. It's something that I didn't see myself doing until a couple years down the road. That was like my business plan. But listen, the world um, takes you, you make plans and the world takes you somewhere else. And I'm really excited that the world is really eagerly wanting to learn some of these, um, these practices. And I put it out a lot sooner than I anticipated. I didn't think that I would ever um, be a coach that coaches coaches because that is that was my ultimate plan, I should say, but not for five years that was my five-year plan. But when there's a demand, we got to supply it guys, right? And that's what this podcast is about. So I'm not going to be teaching you like how to heal and things like that, like your clients. Think of it as I'm a coach who's helping you become a better coach by understanding yourself, your past traumas, your attachment wounds any of your wounds that that you've experienced and how understanding your past can help you become a better coach because when you understand your past you can understand how trauma is creating changes or just the there's when you understand your past you understand how that trauma affects who you are now it affects what kind of an entrepreneur you are if you ever try to be an entrepreneur Um, Even because you could be you can have so many effects of your past trauma that actually prevent you from becoming an entrepreneur or working it and doing it at your highest, highest potential. So that's my intention with this podcast. It really is for me. I'm, I'm literally creating the podcast I wish was out there when I started my business as a coach. Because I used to listen to a lot of... And I still do sometimes. I'm really protective about what I listen to and who who I follow in terms of business coaching. I have one business coach, Jerisha Hawk. She's fucking amazing. Um, But I wish I would have found this, the Trauma-Informed Coach Podcast when I started. Because what it does is it helps you understand yourself as a person, understand your past. And so it better creates your business, your who, how you relate to people, how you relate to your clients, and how to make the most freaking change in this world by getting your clients the best results. And you can only get your clients the best results if you've done the work yourself. And, oh sorry, I didn't even know that my phone was on. My bad. Let's turn this off. Um, and that's my intention with this podcast is to do just that. So if you're a coach or you're somebody who wants to become a coach and you want to see how... A trauma-informed approach to your business can make a big freaking difference go subscribe now i'm really passionate about this work um, especially when working with entrepreneurs and coaches because i know it so well i was able to be a broke ass money fun funny money person i call it that because like you know people say like my money's funny i was broke um before and i I never thought I would be like this. I wanted to be, but I never thought I would be this really independent six figure earning coach or entrepreneur. And I was able to create a business like that fairly quickly. But I know it was because I took, I applied all the things that I learned in my personal life in terms of um, processing, healing my trauma um, emotional regulation, the tools of developing secure attachment, and then parts work and have applied it to my business. And it's made the biggest, biggest difference in my life. So if you're someone who's listening to this show and wants to learn those things, go subscribe. The trauma informed coach is the name of it. And every Thursday there will be new episodes. Okay. So now let's get back to this show. (laughs) All right. So this week I want to talk with you guys about legacy burdens. A legacy burden is a concept that I learned through a therapy model called internal family systems, that was created by the amazing Richard C. Schwartz. I um, it's a therapy model that I love so much, and it's a therapy model that a lot of therapists well, not many, but there's like a lot of popular therapists out there that practice this type of therapy. My therapist practices this therapy, and I love it so much, and it's. A concept, the specific concept that I'm talking about is legacy burdens. Legacy burden is a concept that he created or, you know, has created through his model of internal family systems. And what legacy burden basically explains is it's a belief, um, behavior, thoughts or emotions that we essentially learn from our parents, caregivers, heritage, culture friends, family, things like that. They are beliefs or thoughts or emotions or behaviors that we learn, that we pick up, and that because it was modeled for us in our childhood, in our life, wherever, typically in our childhood, then we tend to pick up these behaviors and use them in our life. We later start thinking the thoughts that our parents modeled for us. We start doing the things that our parents did in front of us. We start um, uh, behaving in a way that they did, or we have emotions and feelings like our parents did. Okay, and it's an inadvertent, an intentional thing. Okay, and that's what I want to point out first, is that our parents, you know, our caregivers, our parents, or the family of origin, or culture and norms and things like that, we grow up. Uh, our parents grow up doing. You know, I, I believe they do the best they can. A lot of our parents don't understand what trauma is don't understand that they had it and that they've because they've had it have passed it on to us right and so because of this um, they pass on their behaviors and they do certain things out of there's a lot of trauma responses that they do they do a lot of coping they're they have they suffer from anxiety or depression or there's a lot of physical abuse or they have a lot of um they may have drug abuse they may have uh, a lot of angry emotions and reactions and just things like that right because they're dealing with the effects of their trauma and their trauma hasn't been healed and processed and they haven't learned secure attachment or maybe they had a really horrible childhoods and parents and things like that and because of that they are now treating us a certain way or doing life a certain way and we learn our habits through our family and caregivers and culture right and friends and family I've talked about the subconscious mind quite a bit, maybe in the beginning of the podcast. And I don't really talk about it that much now, but I feel like I need to do a bit of a refresher because I, I haven't talked about it a lot with like maybe in the past six months here on the podcast. But the, the subconscious mind is basically the software program that runs your show. It is the the software program. Your subconscious mind runs your life 95% of your day. You only use your conscious brain 5% of the day guys most of what we do is on autopilot most of what we do is on habits they are things that our brain has learned in our childhood and they are things that we have do so often that our brain has not picked up as very like automatic and it goes on autopilot so if you notice i'm sure you guys can relate to this you probably have very similar thoughts every single day probably do a lot of similar things every single day. And this is because your your brain, which is ran by your subconscious mind, okay? Let me let me differentiate something. Your brain is an actual physical thing, right? It's that rubbery neuroplastic part in your head, right? That's your brain. But there's a conscious mind and a subconscious mind in there that runs the show. Your conscious mind is the mind that makes decisions. Uh, that makes choices, that thinks logically, that thinks, right? And it kind of does things for you, but that's only being used 5% of your daily life. Just think about that. That's a little crazy, right? When you think about it, that only, you're only using your conscious mind 5% of the day. The rest of the day is being ran by your subconscious mind and your subconscious mind is what holds your triggers your traumas your beliefs your memories your emotions and your fears and if you think about it a lot of those things are kind of unpleasant um you know your fears your traumas memories things like that and so if you think about it if that's the thing that's running your show and a lot of those things haven't been Unpacked and understood, like your memories, your fears, your desires. Did I say desires? Desires is in there too. That's in your subconscious mind. Your traumas, your triggers, right? That's all in your subconscious mind. And that's what runs 95% of your day. And your subconscious mind, for the most part, was formed up until you were seven years old. The first seven years of your life, you were basically walking around in a theta state. You're basically walking around like a big sponge and everything you were subjected to in the first seven years of your life, you learned, soaked up, and it got programmed into your subconscious mind. And now that is the program that runs your show, runs your life. So if you think back to, if you have memory of it, right, the first seven years of your life, it was you were young, innocent you were left to your, basically your parents were doing everything for you. You know, if you were young and you're in school and you just do everything your parents do and you're just like kind of an observer and really subject to them and and whatever their, their desires are. So we're, we're just sitting around kind of like, watching and learning and observing and even if you're you were at that age like let's say you're five years old and even if you weren't like fully observing your parents your brain was always still going and working your subconscious mind i mean your subconscious mind was always still picking stuff up and learning your parents behaviors what they say what they do what they don't do how their marriage is how they speak to each other how they take care of their bodies what they eat how they spend money the religious beliefs you have How they talk about people, how you guys interact with each other, how you show love, how you maybe don't show love or emotion or affection, uh, how you're being treated, how people are treating each other in your home, right? Everything you're seeing for those first seven years, there's a lot of stuff going on there. But if you think about it, all that stuff, it was all being programmed, 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 programmed. So now as an adult, if you're an adult and you're listening to this, we're being You're being ran and driven by that program, by that software program. And listen, some of it, it it changes, right, too, right? Like when you're older, if you have uh, events that were very emotionally jarring or that stand out a lot or left big impacts on your life, those get stored in your subconscious too, right? Traumas, big emotionally jarring events um things that have a lot of emotional charge because your brain your subconscious mind wants to remember them so they can protect you and all that stuff so but most of it was was formed the first seven years of your life and then other big events that have happened in your life get stored in there too divorces marriage big relationships big lessons mistakes you do um people that hurt you, big, you know, impactful conversations, events, uh, fun events, things like that. Okay. And so if that's what's things that you've been su- subjected to are being programmed into your subconscious mind and your subconscious mind is what holds all this information. And that's what runs 95% of your day. Do you think it's important to look in there and understand what your desires are, what your fears are, what your memories are, what your traumas are, what your triggers are, what your, all those things, right? So, and that's what runs the show. And, and all those things that are in there, what I want to offer is what legacy burdens, what Richard Schwartz uh, defines as legacy burdens are, again, emotions, thoughts, stories, and behaviors that were learned and inherited by your family of origin, parents, caregivers, culture, society, Okay. And they were repeated to you so often and shown to you so often that now these are beliefs that now you carry on and you, you learned right inadvertently or unintentionally or, or maybe purpose purposely, um, that these are all beliefs that now you, now you remember and know, and you use in your life. And some of these guys, you may not even really be conscious of them. You just believe them to be truths because you were experienced them. Right. So I want to give you some examples of some legacy burdens. So if you grew up in a home where there was domestic violence, that can be super normalized, and it's been and if it was modeled for you, it can be normalized to you, and you now believe that s- domestic violence is common and it's okay and it's accepted. There may not be a full logical acceptance of domestic violence, but what ends up happening is because it was modeled to you over and over and over, there could be a subconscious belief around it that it's okay or it's just common and it's acceptable. It may not be right, but it may, but it's it can be a belief subconsciously that it's normal and it's and it's acceptable. I hope that makes sense. If you constantly heard your caregivers say racist remarks, that can be a legacy burden, right? Those beliefs can be subconsciously passed down. If you heard your parents say racist remarks, if you heard them talk about people in that way, it can be passed on subconsciously. Um, Shame is a really big legacy burden. If you had a parent or caregiver that was very critical, you can learn shame and by that i mean that you can play out the same criticism so if you were shamed and you were criticized you felt shame because of it and then you play that out and let's say you have children and then you critique them and then they experience shame so it's it's a behavior that was done onto you okay you were criticized, and then you had shame around it, and then subconsciously you can have children and then do it to them. Um, I believe poverty is a huge legacy burden. It's a behavior, it's belief systems, it's it's actions. Right? If your parents always said you have to work really hard to make money, or you always you have to go to college in order to have a good career, you have to. Um, you can never be self-employed it's it's impossible to be self-employed and make a lot, and make money or you're the um, it's important that um, you have a really great FICO and if you don't have a great FICO you're gonna be destitute or um, money doesn't grow on trees or just you could think of all the money beliefs around there right if you saw your parents hoarding money and not spending or th- there's not enough money for that that's too expensive if you saw your parents overspending and they're very frivolous with their money and as soon as they got their money, they spent it all. Like I remember my mom telling me, your dad, made, let's say your dad makes $200 and spends $400. Like he would just overspend. He would spend more than he had and then he was robbing Peter to pay Paul. And I learned that behavior. I remember being in my twenties, never having enough money, always overspending. Money beliefs and money behaviors definitely, definitely learned behavior and that's a legacy burden. Okay. So these, these things, these beliefs, these thoughts, these actions, these emotions are inherited. They come from our culture. They come from our family. They come from our friends, our parents, our siblings, right? And so it's learned. One really important point that I want to make about a burden is that it doesn't fully belong to you because it was passed on to you, this wasn't something that you would normally believe had you not heard it and learned it. Okay. So it's not inherent to your truest, highest self. You guys hear me talk about your highest self a lot, right? This is that undamaged part of you, that perfect part of you that, that utilizes compassion and creativity and calmness and, and connectedness and, um, curiosity, all these great attributes and, believes the world is safe. It believes, uh, you know, people are wonderful and no one's out to get us and it trusts. So it's this very open, loving, safe person, part of you, right? Self. And what I want to point out about legacy burdens is that they're learned, right? They're, they're things that were kind of, I call them impositions or they're imposed on you. You didn't consciously choose these self wouldn't consciously choose these things. So you may know that, this thought this emotion or this behavior logically and like you kind of like know that like racism is bad but you may have feelings of racial uh insecurity or racial feelings against a particular race and do it inherently because it was learned, you were, it was learned, right? It was, it was imposed on you, but logically, you know, like I shouldn't dislike the certain race or minority, but you may have that feeling. And so what I want to point out about that is that it doesn't belong to you and there's resistance around it. And what I mean by there's resistance around a legacy burden is that there's a part of you that doesn't fully align with it. And I believe that that that's self self wouldn't normally believe this because self is so pure and amazing and so it wouldn't have believed like scarcity or poverty or racism or certain genders are bad or certain homosexuality is bad or this race is bad or money's hard to earn and you can never be abundant or you know you're ugly or you're not smart enough or you have to work hard self would never come from that place self is so open expansive optimistic and believes like there's unlimited potential so when you think of a legacy burden it's very there's limits to it there's scarcity around it there's fear around it right and that's why you can believe it and it's inherited but there's resistance around it in you because it's it doesn't come from your highest self so that's why there's resistance so you may do the action like yell at your kids right because let's say your father yelled at you a lot or your mother yelled at you so it becomes a behavior that you do but after you do it you don't like yourself for it there's a shame around it and shame is a big big part of legacy burdens when we do these things that were passed on to us and that we didn't learn that we didn't consciously decide and learn they were imposed on us you feel bad you have feelings of shame around it you have feelings of guilt after you do it this is because it's learned behavior that your true self wouldn't naturally do does that make sense well you guys really think about that okay so A legacy burden isn't inherent to you. It's learned. It's passed down. It's almost a habit that's stored in your subconscious that you just naturally do. And it's almost like, oh my god, I got that from my mom. Oh my gosh, my dad did that. Oh, like why did, why am I doing this behavior? I don't want to like spend, overspend my money. Like, oh, but I saw my dad overspend all the time. Right. I noticed these things in me, um, like overspending and like in my twenties. And I remember like my mom used to always say that about my dad. So, and then I saw my dad living that out. So it was very, um, it was behavior that I did, but I hated it. I didn't like it. I shamed that part of myself because that part learned it from, from my family. Right. So that's what I want you to notice. That's how you know, I believe that's how you know that you're experiencing or doing legacy burden, either emotions, behaviors, or thoughts, or beliefs, or stories, okay? So another example of legacy burdens is they have an us or we attached to them. Generalizations around concepts in a bigger sense. So it's they're generalized by, I'll give you an example. In our family, we don't cry. In our family, we always work really hard. Men are cheaters. Women should stay home with kids and not work. Marriage always ends in divorce. Chinese people are blank, right? Like these are all really generalized concepts, generalized ideas about a specific group or or social construct right a group of people or a majority and it's it's expressed in an us or we format like in our family we do this or we believe that men are cheaters and they're big generalizations right again you probably can think of so many um, examples of this in your family. I just gave a couple of examples, right? In our family, we don't cry. In our family, we don't complain. But think about what that does to you if you take that on, guys, as a child and you believe that to be truth and you live from that space. So what you're, what it, what can teach people is don't show your emotions and be vulnerable because we don't cry in this family, and it can cause you as an adult to now now not express yourself because there's shame around expressing yourself or emoting, crying, like for freak's sake, right? Imagine being told that you can't cry. Horrible, 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 horrible. You should be able to express yourself and feel safe. Your parents should be able to hold, have a container where you can cry and they would hold you in their arms and it's safe to express yourself and you can be heard and you are felt, right? But if you're told that you don't complain, now you are raised with someone who when there's something that you don't agree with now you just comply and when people do when people ask you to do something and you don't really agree with it well you don't want to complain because your husband's beating you I'm being exaggerated right but like let's let's just I'm using that as an example but you don't complain you don't tell other people that you're upset with your husband like what if you're having like this tumultuous relationship with someone, but you were taught you don't complain, don't complain, don't complain. And you just accept shitty ass behavior. You have no freaking boundaries with people because you were taught you don't cry. You were taught you don't complain, right? In this family. So if you can think of, some examples of some bigger constructs like that that you were taught in your family, those are legacy burdens. And again, I believe that the way you know it's a legacy burden is because it's very limiting. It's very, there's a lot of scarcity around it, there's a lot of fear, control, power in an attempt to manage people or what have you, okay? And when you do the the thing or when you believe the thought or when you have this emotion, there's shame around it. You shame yourself for doing the thing because the shame is actually self or like parts of you having like resistance around other parts of you. So it's like when you yell at your kids, self is like, like you have like the inner critic kind of like, oh, why did you do that? Because you wouldn't normally, you don't inherently want to yell at your children, but it's a behavior that you learn from your from your caregivers, right? So that's how I know when I'm when I'm carrying on or doing something that's like a legacy burden. Because it's not something I, that inherently myself would want to do. There's resistance around it. And when I do it, I notice my inner critic comes up and says, why'd you do that? because even your, it's almost like even your inner critic knows like that isn't behavior that self should be doing, right? So there's, there's shame, there's sadness, there's anger, there's resistance, there's resentment or things like that with self when you're carrying on a legacy burden. So these are things guys that, it's a, they're important to know because if you do work, if you start going in, in internally, right, and understanding the beliefs you have, the thoughts you have, the generalizations you have, the stories you tell yourself, the emotions you constantly have, the behaviors you're always doing, remember, all these things are almost always on autopilot because it's our they're being driven by our subconscious and our subconscious is the place where all of our wounds are our fears our desires and memories and things like that and but those were all formed and created by our past by our caregivers our family origin our heritage things like that right and oh another one let me I thought of one by our heritage right so I'm Mexican and I know a lot of us Latinos listen to this show which I love and Think about the, just the Hispanic culture that teaches us certain things. We eat, we always eat tortillas with every meal or um, we don't eat healthy. We don't, we don't buy organic foods or we live in the hood or whatever, things like that. Think of how limiting those beliefs are because they don't, they keep you in this box of scarcity or just limit, like there's limits there, right? And it can create physical health you know, problems or it can create, you know, keep you in poverty or, keep you know, make create a lot of closed mindedness, right? So our culture, our heritages can teach us so much, um, can influence us and give us so many legacy burdens. And when you think about it, they're burdens that we carry, like think about like weight, right? They're like, and there, there are these things, these concepts, beliefs, stories, emotions, behaviors that we're carrying. So that's why we call them a burden passed on from generations, families, cultures, what have you. Right. So it's a legacy. It's like this long lineage of beliefs or things that we now have to carry. And they weigh us down because they're not allowing us to live from our truest potential, our highest self. That when we when we know that our self is Beautiful, open, compassionate, trusting, safe, loves the world, you know, believes that we have limitless potential and abundant, right? Wanna be healthy, we want to love others, we don't want to live in fear. It's just all positivity. You know that these things that we learn and that we continue to carry and that unfortunately we can pass on to our children if we don't recognize them and do the work to question them. So what I want to offer for you is make a list of some of the areas in your life, like personal physical uh, relationship wise financial career wise um, did I say relationship wise already yeah um, physically like your body your the way you look um, uh, money things like that and write down some of the beliefs that you have around them and question ask yourself is this mine? Is this my belief? Is this my truth? Do I believe this from my highest self, from my, an open, compassionate, really connected space? Or is this something that was imposed on me from my family? Make a list. Look at them. And then question them. Did they come from me? Did I learn them myself? Did I create these myself from a really great place? Or did I did, were these passed on to me? And if they were passed on to me, do you do you believe them from your highest self? And do you want to continue believing them? Do you want to continue doing them? Do you want to continue eating fucking five tortillas with every damn meal that you eat? Cause now, And now you weigh 50 pounds overweight than you normally want would be, right? Do you want to continue that men are all cheaters? Do you want to continue that women are whores? Do you want to continue believing that you can never be abundant and you'll never save $100,000 in the bank? Or you can never have your own business because your family believes that? Is that limiting you? Are those beliefs stopping you from your fullest potential? And if they are, homie, sweetie, girl, compadre, compadre, consider not believing them anymore. Consider not doing them anymore. What would life look like if you did not believe those and carry those burdens anymore? It's not lost on me that these are tough questions to ask that they're hard things to admit, especially when, if you're raised in a family where family is number one and we're loyal to family. And listen, that's a great belief. That's a great value. It's an amazing trait to have. But family can also impose inadvertently and unintentionally, guys, some beliefs, some behaviors, emotions, thoughts, and stories on you that don't align with your highest purpose and potential for your life. And there's nothing wrong with that. We're not playing a blame game. We're not saying our parents were fucked up and why did they do this? and Because that doesn't serve anything, right? But understanding and unpacking it and looking at it and questioning it, there's nothing wrong with that. And I always offer curiosity and compassion is the best way to help self-awareness. Once you look at things, and you have curiosity around it, you can just ask like, what is this? Oh wow, this is what I've been doing, this is what I've been thinking, this is the way I've been feeling, this is how I've been acting. That's interesting, where did it come from? Okay, it probably came from there, that's where I learned it. Is it something that's aligned with my highest goals and my highest purpose in life? Does it keep me from being my best? Then it's it's something to consider that we not do anymore, right? And we're not, again, we're not trying to blame parents and family and heritage and culture, but we have been, for the most part, everybody, we have a lot of generational traumas, a lot of legacy burdens passed on for years and years and years and generations and decades, right? And it has to stop somewhere. Do you want it to continue? Do you want your children to continue these things? I was talking to a client today, and she said she she oh my gosh she said such a great legacy burden not a great one but she she said one that her grandmother imposed on her and it was it's keeping her married to to the wrong person and it was he's a good man though he's a hard worker listen ladies a man can be good and a good hard worker and a good dad but treat you like shit. And that belief of staying with someone just because they're a good father, which they should fucking be, right? If you have children, man the fuck up and you be a dad. If you're be a good mom, right? Raise them right. That that just goes without saying. You should you shouldn't get applauded for doing the basics, right? Being there for your children and providing for them. That you should do that. That's not a reason to stay with someone. If the if there's physical abuse, verbal abuse, emotional abuse, complete unhappiness, constant conflict, and no communication, and all these ruptures, and no accountability, and you know all these things, is that do you stay because you feel that your family has imposed the belief of we stay with people forever, regardless of the situation, because they're hard workers, are they're good dads or good moms? that's for you to decide right so sometimes these legacy burdens that we've been carrying for years or generations are really i believe legacy burdens always prevent us from living at our at our highest potential and it's it's important to unpack it to look at the look at it question it and then make a decision because most of this stuff remember we're doing it on autopilot Our life is being run by our subconscious mind, which holds all this stuff that was programmed at a time when we, unfortunately, we were left to our parents and we're hoping that they're raising us right, right? But then they're imposing all their generational traumas on us and now we're fucked. So now you're at a time where you're at an age where you can actually question it and say, is it serving me? Well, no, I'm with this horrible person that I shouldn't be married to anymore. And that reason I've been staying is because of this legacy burden that you just, you stay regardless, you know? So listen, y'all, I got, I think I yelled at you guys at one point, (laughs) but legacy burdens, this is a, is a concept that when I learned about it was like blew my mind. And I feel like I talk about it, um, with my content and on Instagram and things like this, but this is, this, is, this is something, you guys, this is a shareable podcast. This is one that I would send to everybody that I love. And it's like, listen to this. I, I don't tell you guys to share. I don't think I've ever even told you guys to ever share a podcast episode. This one is this is a shareable one. And I would love it if you did. Because the more people learn about these things, the more we can change the world. When we are living from our highest self we have access to higher consciousness. And then we will inadvertently, in a great way, we change the people around us. And then those people change the people around them. And the whole planet elevates and is better just from you doing the work. And that's what I love about this work. And a lot of it is having to come to terms with the parents, the things that our parents did or our caregivers did, our families of origin, our heritage, our culture, our country, our political affiliations imposed on us. And we can there's nothing wrong with looking at it and questioning it and asking if it's 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 aligned with what we really want. And sometimes it's not. And what what will what does align? What would you rather believe? What would you rather do? How would you rather feel? And that takes brave action guys to change, right? I'd rather not be in this marriage. It's time for me to go. And that's hard because some people are going to get hurt because now you're disrupting their beliefs. And maybe mom gets sad because she thought she called herself a great mom because she had a daughter who was married for 20 to 25 years and, and it made her look great. But, yeah, the only reason that we stayed that long was because we we're trying to abide by your guys' rules and not going with my deeper self's needs, right? And it will, changing things up will call into question, like, well, not only does it call into question a lot of the things that you have been believing, but changing puts a lot of people on blast. Please know that. This road to to change and healing and and changing these these past generational legacy burdens and generational traumas it, it does upset people sometimes, people around you because when you change it makes them confront it, con- it forces them to confront themselves and what they've been doing and what they've been believing and, and saying and thinking and it sometimes it makes people really uncomfortable when you heal and I've heard this so often, my clients say, healing fucking sucks like it's hard because I'm hurting people along the way. in Unintentionally. Unintentionally. But we end up, like, we, we hurt them. Because now we're living from a very... Sorry, I need to change my mic. We're living from a very different place. And, it, and, and we change. And then people are like, why are you changing? Wait, how come you're not eating that way anymore? I'm still eating that way. Well, it's not very healthy. And then it forces them to have to look at themselves. And people do not like that sometimes, guys. But... We're doing this for ourselves, right? We're not doing it for other people because we're the ones who have to live in our minds. We have to live in our bodies. We have to live with our emotions. We have to feel those vibrations. We have to feel the resistance and the discord with it our wounded parts and our highest self saying they're fighting. They're like, wait, you're doing this and I'm doing that. And this feels so uncomfortable. What the heck? What's the right thing for us to do? We have to feel it. So we're changing because we don't want to have this internal struggle. And we want to feel aligned and we want to feel really purposeful. And we want to be living our life to the best potential. And sometimes the effects of it puts people on blast, but we got to be able to deal with it. You guys can handle it, right? They're, they're grown ass people. They can handle it. And if you just explain to them from a very honest, simple place, you're not doing it to offend anybody. You're doing it for, for the involvement of your character and the development of your soul and the integrity and everything, Right? And when they know that you're just doing it from a very good place, it's not a, what are you doing? You're pointing fingers. No, that's not our goal. We're changing because we want to change. We're setting boundaries because we want to set boundaries. Because we need to protect ourselves from, you know, behavior that isn't aligned with what we need. And it's a little uncomfortable sometimes, but I believe in you, that you can do this. So... I hope this episode helped you guys. I hope it will help you take a deeper look into what you believe, what you're doing, what you're thinking, how you're feeling, how you're acting. And hopefully you learned a little bit about yourself and about your family and about your culture and what you've been carrying, right? If you have any burdens and you can release them, guys. It's your choice to carry them or not. You can let them go and change. Until next week. I'll see you guys then, have a good one.